Welcome to another oh, exciting God. episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm having a great time. I'm Jeff Kowalski. Jeff's probably finished saying his name now, I can't tell, <laughs> <Yes>. but <laughs> this is Louisa Heron. Oh, I don't know what happened. Why does your it always audio, happen? Yeah, your audio <laughs> just does not like your last name. I don't know why, Jeff. <laughs> you know, it might have been because at the exact moment I was introducing myself, I hit Control T to open a new tab to go to the random subreddit. Mm, maybe you do that every time. And you, maybe. It's just like because a weird association. Yeah. Hmm. I should stop doing it. Anyway, what I said was that I'm having a great time and that my name is Jeff Kowalski. The audience already heard it, but I want you to know that I said that. Well, now That's I good. know. Okay, so let cool. it be written, so let it be done. So speaks, so, so speaks the pharaoh Jeff. Uh-huh. Th- thus spake Jeff Athustra. <laughs> Um, you guys remember that song by Owl City, and was it Carly Rae Jepsen that was- Good time? Uh, good time? Good time? I, I listened don't know why to that... it not even more than a week ago. It's I on my summer song. playlist. I listen to it it's all the really time. It's a really good song, yeah. It's okay. a really good song. <laughs> Here's what I don't understand. Okay, in 2012, Carly Rae Jepsen came out with the album Kiss, and the only hit from it that anyone cares about that doesn't just like her music is Call Me Maybe. She had a song with Justin Bieber on that album, <laughs> and it I don't think I ever heard it on the radio. What? Why yeah. did that why did that not blow up? Because that was after like that was when everyone already had figured out that Justin Bieber was never very good at music. No, this was uh, yeah, I guess maybe it was after he was, like, crashing cars into nightclubs, but before he had his comeback, where he apologized for it. Did he have a comeback? Yeah, he had a, he had a, he had a, an album where he's, like, tattooed and shirtless on the cover, and oh, a bunch man, of songs that's... were produced by Skrillex, and one of them is called Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for 2004. <laughs> Oh man, that's a pretty good song title, actually. He was born in 2004. That was a song, thank you! You know that, right? Sorry Um, for 2004. Was a song by Ruben Studdard. What? American Idol winner. Yeah, okay, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Uh, I do know that that one uh, radio song that played all the time, Love Yourself, that I think is supposed Mm -hmm. to be like a weird, like, replacing a swear with the word love. Is that the implication of that song? Do you know I what I'm talking about? On on the album, it is no, it is also love yourself. But I do believe that what he is referencing is the fact that radio edits will replace the swear word with love in. Yeah. Oh, I do songs. know what song. Yeah, you're it's yeah, that yeah, one. You should like, really go and love it, yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah if yeah. you think uh-huh. that da, 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 yeah. you should go and love yourself, like that's, that's from not, his comeback album. Yeah, yeah, but that's not a good song, and that's not a good social commentary like i yeah, don't know what you're getting pretty good at. song though <laughs> it's not it's really not like justin bieber as far as i know i don't know that i've ever listened to an entire justin bieber song and that's not a brag i just have never been in an experience where i would need to i guess um 
but a like hostage situation yeah, where you were the hostage. I was never, I was never uh, being bombarded by the Panamanian government blasting a boyfriend on huge boomboxes outside of my mansion while I held them mm. off with guns. Yeah. Huge boomboxes would be a really good name for like a Lonely Island album, like a, jo- <laughs> a joke pop album. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be good. Anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, what, what but are we like about? we only we only want Justin Bieber because he does dumb feel good songs, right? Was that not his yeah. thing? Well, his thing was being you know fourteen years old, yes. but still like a competent pop star. Like that was the freak show. Like, oh, this kid can do it. That's amazing. And also, then the disability of being quickly. Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> That all fell apart real fast, because by the time he was, like, 17, yeah, there's plenty of 17-year-old pop stars. Right. And, yes, there's that. And also, so now he's old and doing, like, reflective social commentary songs as his big hit off of his album? Why? Mm -hmm. That's not you at all. That's not what we want from you. Get young and get stupid, Justin Bieber. (laughs) This is my advice to you. I feel like his first huge mistake was doing a duet with Mariah Carey, who, no matter what you think of her, has a truly exceptional human vocal range. Yes. Get young and get stupid. Really highlighted that his vocal range is very bad. Like, his singing is not good at all. No, it's not. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I... don't I think that if you're going to have someone featured on your song, they need to do a different type of vocals than you, or they need to be less skilled than you. Because like, yeah. there was that song "Telephone" that was Lady Gaga <laughs> featuring Beyonce, and why? Why would you ever do that if you're Lady Gaga, who's like okay, like pretty good at singing, uh, not really that great at pop music? Why would you invite the best pop star in the world to sing right after you got done singing? Okay, I'm gonna disagree with you only because I believe that Lady Gaga's strength is and always has been, and she's been aware of it, songwriting. Like, it's Mm. not that she's super great at vocals, but even Telephone did highlight that she wrote a very good song. Yeah. And I think also, really the thing is, if you're a pop star, you're like, hey, could we get this super famous pop star to do a duet? And they're like, yeah, of course. Then you get excited and you do it. And the reason that other person says, yeah, of course, Mariah Carey, Beyonce, is so they're like, oh, yeah, this is going to make me look great. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So everybody um, wins, I guess? Guys, Everyone's happy. Should we stop doing this podcast and form a band and have our first album be called Young and Dumb? Or uh, possibly Get Young and Get Dumb? Uh, big big, <laughs> big boom boxes and Get Young and Get Stupid <laughs> is the lead single off of it. No, it's it's like a speaker box Love Below. It's yes. an album with two titles. <laughs> yeah, it's because oh, we're man. already mad at each other, so one of us is making one album, the other's making another, but we're still calling it an Outcast album. Yep. I'd like to believe that like the, the cover of it, Jeff is on the upper half and he's holding a big boombox and wearing like eighties retro shades, and then in the bottom half is like Louisa is uh I don't know, eating a giant lollipop and wearing a sailor suit, and then I'm in the middle. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I'm doing all 1920s <laughs> musical songs. Yeah, young and dumb. I mean, that's kind of Andre 2000's whole vibe. <laughs> and then I'm and then I'm in the middle shrugging like I couldn't come up with one. Yeah, you're the you're the end part. Yeah, yeah. Louisa releases a, a video where she's every band member in a band, and I'm not in it at all. <laughs> Becomes very popular at white people's weddings. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, uh, man. Wait, well, you know, I, people uh, write a lot of songs that are good for playing at weddings that are just generically about love. Has anyone written a song where it's really buckling down to the idea of it being about being at a wedding? Because hmm. if not, this is a great market. Uh, white Bill- wedding. Yeah, Billy Idol white wedding. That's no, what see? <laughs> see? The only one. <laughs> But here's the twist. Fundamentally, that's a terrible song to play at a wedding. Okay, yeah. but how about this? Every song that has the word birthday in it, you could replace birthday with wedding. Mm. <laughs> hey, hey, wedding. it's your wedding. Yep, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I heard it's your wedding. Yep. Have a good wedding day. <laughs> yep. Happy wedding to you. Yep. So there you go. Checkmate, Louisa. You know what? You could also replace the word Christmas in any Christmas song with the word wedding. That's true. I'll have a oh. blue wedding without you. Like all yeah. I want for wedding is you. <laughs> That's it. It's perfect. Yep. We can get Mariah Carey to come and guest on it because she'll look great with us, oh. right? Yeah, but we really need another voice that is equal to hers in order to like <laughs> counterpoint it. We need someone who is as good at singing as as she is, and I think it's got to be Justin Bieber. Can we get Hatsune Miku for this? <laughs> a this merry project? wedding to all, and to all a good wedding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep. what did you do online this week, Louisa? Uh, I was just reading an interesting article about this new shade of blue that they've created. Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah, no. I did hear about this, that uh, Crayola was going to yeah, have Crayola's people name the crayon, but they already named it Blutiful. Well, whatever. But <laughs> they discovered this in apparently 2009. Scientists discovered it by accident. And the guy who was uh, doing that said, yes, you really don't hear about discoveries by accident. But this one really happened. Uh, it's got... I can't remember exactly what it's got in it. Something iridium and manganese and they heated it up over 2000 degrees because of other types of experiments they were doing but it made an incredibly bright cobalt blue pigment which is far more stable than other blues use now and it's not poisonous because the key to a lot of bright blues are that they are made in a way that is poisonous Mm. So yeah, this by is like, grinding up poisonous bugs yeah, <laughs> or that, arranging them out of poisonous frogs that is still how I believe most pigments are made. I know it's not, but when yeah. I think about it, that's what I think of. Grinding up bugs, sure. Yes. That's do they still, still the way a lot of makeups are made with, for lipsticks and things. Yeah. Do they still do that thing where they, like, wrench out the anal glands of a badger or whatever to make red or something? Not that I know of. I do know that they still make yellow food coloring out of the boiled, like, fat around the the intestines of pigs. Yeah, that one's true. Fun. Did you know taurine is uh, not actually bull semen? That's an urban legend. No. Isn't it urine, though? It, the uh, legend that I heard was that it was urine, but it's not that either. I mean, it hmm. it used it, to be, but it's a, it's a synthetic hormone that is easy enough to make, the, the, and you don't need a bunch of bulls around. So It's called taurine <laughs> because it was originally isolated from the stomachs of bulls, but Red Bull right. makes so much of it that killing all those bulls would be inefficient, so they just make it. Red Bull yep. is therefore vegan. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. Uh, so, this bright blue is super fascinating, and uh, <laughs> I love that. That's a great story. Like, it's good all around. It's so a I'm better lo- blue. I'm looking at this blue now, and I'm happy that it's better, but also, it 
doesn't look new to me. And I guess I didn't oh, yeah. know, I guess I didn't know what I was expecting. Yeah. But <laughs> I wanted it to be a blue where I was like, holy shit, I've never seen this blue before. But I, I mean, I probably have seen this blue before, right? Here's the thing though. You're seeing it through a computer monitor. You have uh, to see it in person mm, for it really to If you not see it be... in person it melts your eyeballs out of your face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, but pictures of Vanta Black still look cool. Do you this, think? Uh, not, this... not any of the ones I've seen. They look, like, just black to me. Mm, yeah, but it's, like, not reflective at all, which is weird. Yeah, this blue's not reflective. <laughs> this is Yinmin Blue, it is called, for uridium, indium, and mag- manganese. I like that name better than Blutiful. Oh, man, I forgot about Vanta Black. Oh, it's so cool still. <laughs> oh, I, but it makes me so mad because one guy owns it and he won't let anyone else have it. Well, I thought that kind of it, fell apart, didn't it? I know that's how it was at first, yeah. Uh, well, no, when he, I typed uh, in Vanta Black into Google, one of the first autofills is Vanta Black Car. Whoa! Somebody <laughs> put oh in car Vanta Black and it's so <laughs> cool! Oh, wait, no, but then my immediate next thought was they're gonna make cop cars out of it, and that would be terrible. Uh, I think it would probably be too dangerous to be street legal, right? It doesn't matter. What? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, if, if it's a cop car, they could just be like, no, that rule doesn't apply to us. Yeah, they should certainly do that all the time. Yeah, I suppose, but it, I don't know. I feel like it would be too dangerous to cops. He, yeah, so is driving super fast and crashing into people, but they still do it all yeah, the time. Yeah, but you can train people to, like, drive gooder. Yeah, yeah but do they, don't, they don't, though. Well, you can you can do lots of things that would be good. They just don't. In theory, cops are trained to drive in extreme situations. I don't know how you could train a cop to deal with you are invisible. <laughs> well, yes, but isn't that how we fight back, perhaps? <laughs> we all get invisible cars. Yeah, and that's uh, why Vanta Black needs to be a public domain color. I'm looking at Vanta Black cars, and they look very cool. It just, it looks like the textures didn't load in a computer game car. <laughs> yeah, yes. It looks like it's flocked with black velvet. <laughs> it does. It certainly does look like that, yes. It looks like they'd be very soft to touch. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I kind of yeah. wanted to eat that blue when I saw the pictures of it. It's yes. like, oh man, <laughs> look at that blue. <laughs> I wonder if that's a product of our, like, time that we want to eat very vivid colors <laughs> instead of food. <laughs> Yeah, we want to eat that banquet that they have in the movie Hook. Yeah, no, well, no, not that. Well, maybe that, but like... Matt, you would be the only person in our broad age demographic who doesn't want to eat that if you said right now that you don't want to eat that. Yeah, no, I'm not saying I don't want to eat that, because obviously, yes. And also, all of the food in every Miyazaki cartoon, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But right like, from Aladdin. Yes, but this is my point, like, between incredibly artificially colored and flavored things that we kind of were the first generation, well, I guess the second generation to grow up with, and then being bombarded with media of, like, uh, unrealistically idealized food stuff. I wonder if we are, like, entering a weird post-food hunger where we want only food that can't exist. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yes, everyone wants to live on that Avatar planet. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I hmm. 
That seems like a, a, a ripe field for speculative fiction. Mm. Of like maybe even a horror story of like we want if someone is so hungry that they try to eat God or I don't know. <laughs> no, you're, that's an anime. Now you're right. Uh, okay, <laughs> whoops. Oh, you know I did read. I think it was a horror comic where uh, people like it's it's sort of playing on people's obsession with the spiciest food, and they start eating food that it's like so spicy that it's just actually like poison that kills them. <laughs> mm-hmm. That well, sounds like something you might be into, Jeff. Yes, that's true. yes, absolutely. I want to uh, be dead from eating. <laughs> if you could have a date with Rand- Ronda Rousey, where you both eat spicy food until you die, I think that might be your your ideal date. <laughs> She's not big Bachelor- enough anymore. <laughs> Bachelor number one. Describe to me your perfect date. Wow. Describe describe to me your height in feet and inches. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Bachelor nine? no. Bachelor, bachelor number two, uh, ASL. <laughs> uh, I guess location is right here. I'm he- I'm on the other side of this curtain. Yeah. No, I'm location above the ground, please, in feet and inches. Thank you. <laughs> if you're under five nine, don't even bother to click on this dating game. <laughs> Drake waving dismissively, five foot nine and under. Drake pointing with approval, six foot three. <laughs> six foot three and under? No, and over. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what did you do online this week? Oh man, I had a good one and it's left my mind because I've been laughing too hard during this episode. Well, um, that's good though <laughs> that we're doing a good episode so far. Yeah. Yeah, I guess right, so. Listener, right listener. Yeah, yeah, leave us a good review on right iTunes. Listener. We're going to take a break yeah. to threaten the listener. It sure um, would be a shame if something happened here. <laughs> iPhone, I guess? Can we do something to our podcast that destroys nice, someone's phone? Nice iTunes account. It would be a shame if someone deleted it. <laughs> Could we play a note that would destroy the headphones of the people listening to this? Let's try. Let's all scream at the top of our lungs. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be uh, oh. the song that plays at the end of the episode, is just all of us discordantly <laughs> screaming. Yeah, the song that ends yeah. the world. Uh, yeah. So I I remembered, and what I did this week online was I broke down and I purchased the television show, and that television show is a sequel to one of my favorite TV shows of all time, uh, Fooly Cooly. This is oh, one yes. of these Japanese animations that Louisa hates so much. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And I believe they're was... called Japanimations, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, so this was a series that originally came out in, I think, 2000, and then in, like, 2001 or 2002, aired, uh, dubbed in English on Cartoon Network in the Toonami or Adult Swim block. I don't remember. But I was in high school at the time, and I didn't really enjoy anime, and then I watched this and was like, wow, this is really great. And then the company that made it stopped existing. Uh, <laughs> but now, in 2018, the other company that, like, co-produced it bought the rights and hired a bunch of fresh new voices to make uh, two new seasons of it. And the first episode just aired on Saturday, and I watched it this morning, and it was very enjoyable. So, I also <laughs> watched this series at some point in my life, and I don't think I got it. 
Neither did I, but I know that I liked it a lot and that it made me feel feelings. See, I don't like things that I don't get, and I know that that's, like, there. that's not, like, a given. I mean, like, I know there's lots of people who like, you know, Twin Peaks, even though it's, like, so weird that it's possible no human being could get it. Yeah. But, like, I just, whenever I watch something that is ungettable, I'm always, like, Either I feel like I'm missing out, or I don't- I- I feel dumb. You're making me feel stupid, and that's <laughs> yeah. not okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I also don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I think that it took me a while to parse the basic facts of the story, because <laughs> the presentation is so strange and so hyper-condensed. Uh, the- the- I, I don't know if this is true or an urban legend, but it seems true. Uh, the rumor is that they got the budget for a full, like- uh, I think the season of an anime is like 26 episodes, and they spent that entire budget on six episodes, which is why it is so, like, the animation uh, style is very, very good and changes frequently uh, throughout the series. But uh, I think that also tracks with the way the story is presented, because, gosh, it is maybe, what, like two and a half hours, two hours and 15 minutes, like, movie-length content, and so much stuff happens and doesn't stop happening that you have to either be very good at watching stories, which no teenager is, so I didn't get it until I watched it a couple times, um, or there's no or. <laughs> yeah. It's just people that don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, I, the, I guess the problem I have with it is... The problem, uh, like, I feel like it's that sort of, like, lol so random thing that I hate. And I know, I know there's a deeper level to it, but I think that a lot of the people who like it like it because of the lol so random, and that that makes me very angry. <laughs> I think that's certainly the hook of yeah. the the sort of uh, idiosyncratic and, and changes the hook in is what brings style. you back. Yeah. Yep. You mm -hmm. can rely. Oh man, now I have to add another song to the list of songs I, I might put at the end of the episode. I swear to God, we've already put that song at the end of an episode, haven't no, we? No, I don't think we have. <laughs> I think we have a hole in our hearts and in our podcast, and that hole is labeled Blues Traveler. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's it's not that big of a hole, though. <laughs> uh, we've probably done Runaround. I feel like yeah. we've done Runaround, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. Just um, uh, keep updating this list, I guess. <laughs> so, <sighs> so there's only been one episode so far, Jeff? Yes, it just premiered on Saturday. Um, if you haven't watched Fully Cooly in a while, it's probably worth revisiting now that you are an adult and have uh, better cognitive abilities to with which to view media. Yeah, uh, I, but if you don't yeah. like it, you don't like it. Uh, I think I think if you just get the basic story, uh, like cognizant, like if you comprehend what's happening in it, then maybe the meaning will be easier to uh, discern. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I might give it another try. I, I don't know. I, it's sort of like I realized this recently because I. Even with things that I did like, like I liked Cowboy Bebop a lot, and I rewatched it, you know, last year or something. And like, I remember when I first watched it, watching it and being like, oh man, this is a very cool show, and I really enjoy it. And there's like a lot of stuff that I don't get, but I bet 
you know, I will one day. And then I came back to it and I watched it recently and I'm like, no, <laughs> like there, it's good. The stories are good. It's interesting, but there's a lot of shit in there. That's just like, no, we like, there's no reason why we did this. Like, we just decided to do an episode where a lobster makes everyone have hallucinations for the whole episode. Like, what? Why? What? No! I, I kind of <laughs> like things where the meaning seems a little out of reach, and I I think that the big like one of the big failings of Twin Peaks, which we brought up, which I think is a good comparison because it is also uh, largely inscrutable and recently had a revival. Yes. Um, the first season does not really answer any questions and is the best part of the show. Uh, it's like, you don't really know what's happening. And then in the second season, they get into far more coherent and therefore boring plots. Um, yes. And the best parts of the third season are the one where it's just like, well, here's 45 minutes of random stock footage that's being sort of chopped and screwed that doesn't seem to have any relation to the plot at large, but boy, it's fun to look at. <laughs> and now we get into the part of the podcast where we talk about Star Wars um, and I'm going to <laughs> yeah. say that is the thing that worries me about all of these Star Wars sequels, because even though they're very good and like Rogue One and Solo, by all accounts, are are fine movies and have interesting things going on. I feel like the thing that made Star Wars so fun to watch and the same with like the early Harry Potter books or like early Discworld novels, you know, lots of things, things that I really like is that. They do a good job, or, you know, the perfect example of this is Adventure Time. They do a good job of making it so that you're watching a story in a world other than yours, and all the stuff that's happening in the world that isn't directly related to that story is just hinted at, which makes the world feel vast and, like, yes. interesting yeah. and complicated and having its own life that's going on outside of the story, which is all you're getting. And that is very fun. And then once you start being like, now we're going to make a movie that tells you what that <laughs> Now means. I'm going to write the Silmarillion that yeah. will tell you about all the backstories. Exactly. Yeah. Now, okay, you know how the coolest part of this was when we referenced the Clone Wars, but then we didn't tell you what it was, so you had to guess? <laughs> we're going to make a fucking movie called yeah. The Clone Wars uh, here. A reference to just, quote, The Clone Wars is so good! It really yeah. is. God. And there's, a, like... That first Star Wars movie is really good because there's just a bunch of throwaway BS and all of it has been explained and that just like <laughs> ruined like I enjoyed Solo. I thought it was a very enjoyable movie and all of the actors did a great job. But the Kessel Run that line in the script yes. the the next thing that it says in the script is that Ben sees through Han Solo's obvious lie. That was right. not a mistake mm -hmm. that he says he made a trip in 12 parsecs. He was just lying. Yes. And then th there's been 30, 40 years of stories of being like, actually, he wasn't lying. Here's a reason. And then they released a movie where they're like, no, here's why that sentence, which was an obvious lie and was written to be a lie, makes sense and actually happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yes, I I really would love I I think a lot of this has to do with like the people who actually do creative work sort of getting distanced from their own stuff enough to be like, yeah, whatever. I guess yes, write a story about 
you know, Harry Potter's uh, dad's bicycle or whatever. Um, but- Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Let me write this down. We when does Harry Potter go this. into the uh, public domain? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, I've got a story to write and sit on for 75 years. I would love there to be an author who will go to things, will go to signings or whatever, answering questions, and somebody says like, Oh, you mentioned, you know, the tower of whatever in your book. What is that? And them answering like, I don't know. I don't live in that world. <laughs> like, no, I just- the problem is when people do that, everyone hates them for it. That's what happened to the guys who wrote Lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we did that. We thought it was a cool moment to end before commercial. No, 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 no. That's a very <laughs> That's different. obviously different thing. Why? Because... It, the things that you do in your story need you need to understand why you did them but the world the references to a a different world than our own you don't need to explain or even know you just need to hint at it so that it exists in the imagination of your audience when you do it, okay but when uh, you do in the it, context of lost when they were just hinting at the possibility of the dharma initiative that was pretty cool you didn't know what that was yes, when they started but, to explain it not so great right but they really needed to know they should have known before they started hinting at it that was the problem with lost my point is lost takes place in pretty much our world so this this line of reasoning doesn't apply does it smoke monster spoilers for anyone who's 20 years behind on lost <laughs> and only watched the first half of the first season so yes. far <laughs> matt i think that you should take this attitude in approaching fully cooly and like n- n- the meaning it's so hard because the basic events it's like yeah there's cool stuff like who's Adamisk the pirate king what's medical mechanica who cares it's just a fun sci-fi story but then it's like uh, no but then, but then there's the other stuff with like what does it all mean and that is the part where i i think uh that way lies madness i don't i think it's like listen like a rock album you listen to when you're a teenager it just means being a teenager no I, that is exactly the thing that would make me the most angry. Though, Here's what problem. I want from a story. I don't have to know what the artist intended when they made it, but I have to have enough clues that I can say, here's what I think, and I can build my own solid theory. And you it's can fine write if your erotic fan fiction about it. Yeah, yes, of course. Exactly. <laughs> That's essential. That yes. is an essential part of my process. Oh, man. Guys, okay. I... I would still like to believe that someday I will write a novel or story that some people will read and enjoy. Can you imagine how great it would be to be a creator of some kind that was of enough magnitude that people would write erotic fanfiction about your characters? <laughs> Considering what's out there that people are always dragging up and like, look look at this, look what these people wrote uh, President Obama and Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, yeah. I don't think it, you have to really reach such high heights I, for people to do that. Yeah, but- you you made that up as if it was like a oh pie in the sky fan fiction. But you no, know, I didn't. You know That's that what tweet. I'm saying. <laughs> I, yeah, that is what oh, I'm you literally mean the saying. Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is so good. But that's what I literally mean. Like you, you, you just have to be famous enough for some weirdos to have heard of you. Yeah, that's for that to work. Listen, I'm all about setting low bars for my life, and that is the a low bar that I may be able to uh, 
vault over at some point. Lobar would be a really good name for a Star Wars character. Anyway, go on. (laughs) Lobar vault over. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. It follows the it follows the the naming structure of so na- name name noun verber. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, I was gonna say, Matt, you've written some uh, game book flavor. Is that the correct yes. way to say it? Sure. Yeah. So you've written about some characters. Um, I've more written about worlds than characters. I've written okay. a little bit about characters, but mainly about worlds. I bet someone somewhere has written some erotic fiction about those characters in those worlds. Maybe, but those characters, I did not create them. I just wrote about them. Mm-hmm. I want to I create a character that fires some pervert's imagination. Oh, okay. That's what I want to do. So what you're saying is this podcast needs to get big enough that we get uh, Captain Transylvania fanfiction. I guess. I, You know, maybe. Maybe. But <laughs> I don't Captain feel- Transylvania slash reader is what you're looking for. <laughs> I it's def- a choose your adventure porn. <laughs> We've that talked- is an actual genre. I wasn't making a joke. <laughs> uh, we've talked about choose your own adventure porn. I still think that it would be a great idea to write a choose your own adventure erotic novel, like mm-hmm. a Danielle Steele uh, yeah. choose your own adventure book. Louisa, give it. yourself boners. <laughs> if, yeah, that's the blurb if you on the choose cover. to give yourself a boner, go to page three hundred and four. <laughs> It's the play on Give Yourself Goosebumps. Oh, Didn't someone make some kind of program that would let you write, like, help you figure out the tree to write a choose-your-own-adventure? Yes, Twine. It's a browser program. Basically, you can write text adventures in it, but uh, it will also help you map out a choose-your-own-adventure if you want. Fuck, I really want to write a text adventure. The Mm, problem is, I'm certain that a choose-your-own-adventure erotic romance novel would be successful, and I think Mm -hmm. I could probably do it, Mm -hmm. but I really don't want to get famous for- or, like, not famous, but I really don't want my first big success as a writer to be something gross. (laughs) Well, what you else? just use a pseudonym, that's all. That works so yeah. well for yeah, people. But- you're low bar vault over <laughs> when you're writing these <laughs> books. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you, all right, if you write this choose your own adventure, uh, choose your own erotic adventure novel, yes. and you throw it up on like itch.io for $5, and it's under a fake name, it will sell a million copies as long as it's about anthropomorphic animals. Yes, and I can do that. Here's what I'm saying. I could definitely write something that I think would be erotic to internet pervs, but, like, I'll know. I'll know <laughs> that I did that. And, like, probably I'm going to have to explain to my loved ones where that money came from, and then <laughs> Your they'll pastor. know. No, you don't. <laughs> Because all you have to do is say, well, everyone, I wrote a program that was used in an app, and, and then no one, no one related to it wants to hear any more than that. <laughs> you set up, all right, here's what you do. You take some of the cash that you make, and you buy a car wash, and then you... <laughs> you is, this a, is this a very complicated money laundering joke, Jeff? Uh-huh, yeah, you launder, you're, you have to launder your, your dirty porn money yep. through a legitimate business. With, with all those soap suds and hoses you have in the car wash. <laughs> yeah. 
This is crucial. Yes. It's it's literally it's not illegal to sell uh pornographic choose your own adventures, but <laughs> it is immoral, so you have to launder the money it, that way. This is but a here's the thing. How much money would you have to make to stop feeling bad about it? I think I would stop at like a hundred dollars. I'd would, be like, oh I can't believe uh, I did this. And at a hundred dollars coming in, I'd be like, okay, it's fine. You would spend said. money to put it on Amazon and be like, I don't feel bad about uh, this. Here's the thing. I'm putting on my resume. You're saying this? You're saying this, but this is something that's in your grasp right now. I yeah. know that I know that you're a pretty good artist and like And a pervert. And a pervert. No, but you can get into the mind of a pervert. Here's what I'm hmm. saying. You draw one skunk with boobs. <laughs> Just one. Oh, you yeah. meant you mean drawing? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking. I, I was yeah, thinking I was that thinking Louisa would steal your uh, writing idea. Oh no, because she she lives in the mind of a pervert twenty four seven. No, and well, I know I mean, lots yeah. of euphemisms for genitals, which is absolutely the number one yes. uh, job qualification you need to write for America. sure. I, I feel bad because I know that I could never do this because as soon as I read back to myself the thing I had wrote, I'd be like, oh, this is a horror story written by a serial killer who wants to chop my body up into pieces because there's no way I could possibly describe sex acts in a narrative where it would not read as if Charles Manson wrote it. <laughs> That's a very bizarre way to feel about your own psyche, yes. I think. Also, you read Really, I think the problem is that you're planning on titling this story a, a horror story by a serial killer who wants to chop your whole body off. Listen, as an erotic chop theme, your whole body that would off. be a Off of what? Yes. <laughs> Just your head. Um, That's chopping the head off. You know, you know what? We're joking, but yes, Louise is right. That yeah. is absolutely something that that some people will be into. If you wrote something yeah. that was like, this guy very definitely wants to murder me and probably have sex with me after I'm dead, there are people yeah. who would like that. Yes. For sure. I I think that I could make a the two things that sell self-published are bad horror and bad porn and I think that I should probably attempt to write some bad horror especially because I'm the world's uh leading expert on bad internet horror. Yes, I think yeah. that you could do that and perhaps you would find success. The problem is there's not a very clear path to success without a publisher in terms of bad horror. Whereas, like, if you fucking look at Patreon and you're like, okay, let me see the top earning Patreons, and then you're like, oh, wait, let me filter out the ones that are making erotic pictures of skunks with boobs. Like, the first 7,000 people disappear. <laughs> it's so, like... The, the yeah. top erotic earners on Patreon earn a hundred times what the next top people earn. It's crazy. That's, that's what I'm saying is self-published, like, people, the two genres that sell on Amazon are horror and romance. Yes, I, I think that you could go even easier than self-publishing is just putting up some kind of blog for pervs. And then getting a Patreon. Um, should I? I have a Patreon. Should I make my Patreon <laughs> R-rated? Uh, yeah, probably. Not if exclusively, but the part of it that is R-rated, you should call Blog for Pervs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that should be your new uh, post uh, suffix for your address. Yeah. No more funtimes.online. <laughs> funtimes.blog for perfect. Funtimes.triple X. 
Yeah. <laughs> Blog four dot pervs. Matt, what did you do online? Thank you for asking. I was, I was about to go to the subreddits, and then I was like, oh, wait, I haven't even done mine yet. Nope. Even though you uh, spat it off about Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe you started the Star I Wars know, talk. I but it was, it was apropos. It was apropos. <laughs> um, okay. So this is partially online and partially not. So um, for my birthday this year, Jen, my fiance, purchased, well, uh, offered to purchase me a bicycle as like, you know, my birthday gift, but... Oh, so uh, earlier, Harry Potter's dad's bicycle was yes. just Chekhov's gun. Oh man, I guess it was. I was subconscious. <laughs> really, it was Matt's dad's son's bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't operate on this man. He's my dad's son. He's my bicycle. <laughs> Wait, actually, well, I mean, unless it's your brother, but if it was yourself, you couldn't operate yeah, on That's yourself. what I'm saying. It works out. It, it actually does. works. It really does work. It's I the got only into time that a- joke has ever worked. <laughs> I got into too bad of a bicycle accident to operate on this man who got into a bicycle accident because it's me. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so I was I've been doing some research and looking online and trying to find one that I liked, and I found one at Target that I liked on the Target website that I liked. Um, it's like a cream and brown Schwinn bicycle. It looks very nice. I'm very excited to get it. Uh, you have a little basket. It has a br- like a bracket on the back for you to put a basket on, so mm. pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, and so I'm very excited to get it. And they said that they had one at the Target that's just you know walking distance from my house. So I was like, oh yeah, for sure. I went there today, and they the it wasn't on the bar- bike wall, which I know sometimes happens. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to ask somebody to come out from the back to find it for me. And I pressed one of those buttons that says, like, an associate will be with you within 60 seconds. I stood there for, like, 25 minutes, pressing the button over and over again. What? You can't break... This was the one deal we had, Target. This was the one thing you had to do, was that when I pressed that button, you would feel bad enough to send somebody to help me. And they just didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe the button was broken. What? That's just insane to me. And then the guy came and he wasn't even apologetic. And then he was like, oh, yeah, we don't have that bike. Your website says you you do. And then he's like, maybe they have some at the Voorhees location. And I was like, maybe? Like, you... You do Can it. Can you check? You do oh, it. Like, it's inventory your... is supposed to be in the computer. It's your job. <laughs> Why am I doing most of the work in this transaction? Uh, anyway, they didn't have them. They might have them at the other one. I'm very upset about this. Well, they ship it to you for free because it's over a certain amount of money. Uh, they don't. Target doesn't offer shipping bicycles. You have to pick them up at the at a store. It's weird. Madness. Well, I mean, it's hard to ship a bicycle. Yeah, but what if you live out in the middle of nowhere? Uh, I don't know. I mean, order it from somewhere else, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's what Target says on their website. Oh, better order it from somewhere else, I guess. Well, I, <laughs> it provides you a link to uh, to Walmart.com. <laughs> well, this actually comes up sometimes in my work, and I'm going to, for the first time ever on this podcast, I think, go into detail about what I do for a living. So strap in, everyone. Um, You're going to have to bleep all this out afterwards. Yeah, the, Jeff, redact <laughs> the parts that I'm not allowed to say. Um, so... Part of what I do is I help people planning, uh, like, 
routes for shredding trucks to shred uh, like documents and things like that. Um, and it's good if you could line it up with parade routes so they spit out the shredded paper oh, and come for the parade. No, I that's you're gonna idea. say it's good work if you can get it. That's what you ride on the back of a shredding yeah. truck. Oh, that's fun. Um, so mainly, what I do is I help people to program computers to figure out what stops to do in what order, that kind of thing. Um, a very often, I will go places to con- to teach people how to use this software. And I'll be programming in their route, and they'll be like, okay, yeah, so once a week we go to this stop because this person wants us to go shred their bins. It costs us about $40 to get out there, but we charge them $10 a month. And I'm like, stop! Stop it! Stop doing it! And then they'll be like, oh, but we can't just tell somebody, no, we're not going to shred your stuff. Yes, you fucking can! Of course you can! What are you doing? Yeah. That makes me so mad. But I mean, I think that's the same sort of thing as with Target. Like, they don't need to. Like, if if you want to order a bike off their website and they realize it's going to cost them more to ship it to you than it will the money you're paying for the bike, they can just say no. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. So yeah. they should. But yeah, I work in retail, of course, and uh, we can look stuff up in our computer to see if it's available in any local stores or if we have any in stock, etc. Uh, after a certain price point of it being reduced and it's very old and it's gone down on sale a few times, they just take it away. And yeah. people don't believe that. But it's like, this shirt is $5. Like, we don't care if you get a chance to buy it, really, because at whatever store it's at, somebody's going to buy it. Yep. We actually just have a big pile of them in the back. We're trying to fertilize our lawn with them. <laughs> yeah. It's not working so far, but it's got this new blue in it, so we're really hoping it's going to chase mm, the game. So delicious. <laughs> uh, anyway, my point is, the target near me, I guess, is a shit show, and I never knew because yeah. I never needed help before, but now that I know, I'm very Can't curious. you place an order online and go there to pick it up? Because then they fucking have to have it for you. I don't know that they do. I mean, yes, you can, and maybe, but this is what I definitely don't want to do, is place the order online, and then go to pick it up, and then they'd be like, oh, actually, we don't have it, so we'll have it for you in three days, come back in three days. Like, I've already come here twice to buy this bicycle, I really don't want to do it a third time. Uh, Usually when you order something online, they'll email you when it's ready, and... Yeah. But... Also, I ordered online when the Nintendo 3DS XL came out. The the new, sorry, the new Nintendo 3DS XL, uh-huh. one of the worst named devices ever. Is, uh, is that- the microphone picking up my eyes rolling? <laughs> I I also was rolling my eyes as I said it. Your eyes seem awfully dry. You should probably use some eye drops. That's not that's not normal. Yeah, they shouldn't make that sound. Uh, but I ordered it from Target and waited the like two hours. Like I ordered it and then got ready for my day and then went to Target and it still wasn't ready. And I just went to electro. I canceled my order, went to electronics, and got it off the shelf myself. Yeah. (sighs) I'm dealing with that from the opposite side, though, because we'll have orders come in. People do an in-store pickup. The order will come in, and then they'll show up right away, and that sucks before they get the email. But sometimes they're like, uh, I placed an order like an hour ago, and I didn't get an email yet. And it's like, yeah, we're fucking busy, dumbass. Like, we're (laughs) we're not ready to get your order, which we have two hours to fill, thank you. (sighs) Yeah. We're always doing something. Are you, though? Are you? Yes, is ever the I thing am. that you're doing reading your Twitter feed? 
Yes, it is nice sometimes. <laughs> but I need to do that or I'll go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I was I was not rude to the Target employees about it. I was just like, well, no, I didn't think I'll you just, would be. I'll just go get it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I want to point out I, that I wasn't rude to this bicycle man either, even though I was furious. <laughs> I was like, well, thank you. I know you're doing whatever you're capable of, I guess. At the end of at the end of it I, I still feel sorry give- for you. <laughs> Yeah. At the end of it, I still give them $180 and get a video game toy for children. So, like, it doesn't matter if I have to do a little bit of extra work for it. I'm do- I've already committed. It sounds like you're writing your obituary a little bit, Jeff. <laughs> yes. At uh, the end of it, I spent $6,000 on kids' toys for kid- children, and I guess I participated in the economy. Signed, Jeff Kowalski. <laughs> Writing my obituary as a letter for some reason. P.S. Don't forget about the Alamo. Bye. All Pikachu, all Pikachu's to wife. That's my whole will. Uh, Even that new giant Pikachu you have. Yes. I mean, I. My, you don't I want to be buried my, with I, that? I assume my wife will also be gigantic, and so the Pikachu will be to scale for her. Really, for her, it will be a regular-sized yeah. Pikachu and oh, a he left me, Pikachu. Oh, he left me the one Pikachu that I can see with my giant eye. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad that we're not as famous as Mabim Bam, so that I don't have to live in this hole of digging for myself like Griffin does whenever he does this. Oh, man, but... That's the problem, though. I mean, not that I think we will ever will blow up, but people say stuff before they blow up that then they are chained to forever, and that's the real issue. We we are chaining ourselves now, if we ever well, get big, to being as dumb as we are now. I guess that's okay. If we get big, we just delete all these episodes, right? Oh, there mm-hmm. you go. Yeah, Start perfect. over. Yep. <laughs> all right, let's get into these subreddits. Mm-hmm. So I got r slash SpaceX, which is the oh, no. very bad man Elon Musk's uh, program where he sends things into outer space. I think if we do an episode about this, uh, our podcast will be burned to the ground by internet trolls. Yeah, agreed. Because isn't this board just going to be people who are fawning over him and how great this is? Yeah, yeah. It's going to be the type of people who respond to tweets about him <laughs> defending yeah. his honor. Yes. Yeah. Um, people who yeah, are like, oh, actually, Elon Musk is sad. Let's all buy stocks in his company, which is an insane thing that people really did. Yeah. I, I, like... I prefer a quiet billionaire who doesn't go into an interview and say, I literally have no idea how to spend more money than anyone has ever had ever, except by launching a a million dollar sports car into orbit. I just don't know what I could spend the money on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So yeah, let's not do that one. I got r slash de, which is a subreddit for, I guess, the German language. I don't know because it's all (laughs) in the German language. Uh, it says Reddit auf, Reddit auf Deutsch uh, in in the top. Yeah. Oh, it says uh, it says on the side. Uh, of course, English speakers are also welcome in English, and everything else is in German. <laughs> English speakers are welcome, but they must be German readers, apparently. <laughs> mm, yeah, I guess so. What's interesting I thought there is- was always a translate button on these. Is there not? Uh, there was when I loaded it, like, Chrome was like, do you want me to translate this page? So I guess we oh. could do it if if you let Chrome translate the page for you and deal with that. 
Oh, yeah, I see that at the top here for me, too. <clears throat> well, that's okay, because I think we're going to do... Yes. Well, first I want to say, when I, when this one came up for Jeff, uh, of course it's r slash de, and that's also the postal code for Delaware, the state of Delaware. And I thought, oh, is this about Delaware? And as I clicked on it, the ad at the top said, hey, get these great deals in Newark, Delaware. And I was like, oh, it is. And then I realized that was just an ad, because I am in Newark, Delaware. <laughs> and it was specifically targeting me. Yeah, but- it was, it was meet these hot singles in Newark, Delaware. <laughs> Uh, I have got today r slash cubers, which is apparently about mm. geometric puzzles, and the example they give is the Rubik's Cube. It's my favorite type of subreddit. <laughs> a bunch of weirdos making jokes about a thing I don't care about. <laughs> the idea that people can be so into Rubik's Cubes makes me so happy. Like, <laughs> a, a, a person who identifies as being a cuber... Which I love also, because it sounds like tuber. Yes, might be the greatest type of person. (laughs) And my favorite part about this subreddit is that there is someone who has the top three posts of all time are all them, and they have, like, a bunch of other posts throughout the tops list. (laughs) This, This board has, like, a power user. Oh man, this is such a good board. Yeah, we're definitely doing cubers. Yeah, cubers. For sure. Okay, so go ahead, Louisa, and describe this board to our listeners. So the top is all just a powder blue uh, background. It, to one side, it's got like lines, as if like vectory lines in white, like it's Tron. And then it just says Reddit cubers in white. And then there's a white uh, Reddit alien head, but the bobble on its antenna is a cube rather than a circle yep those All vector right. lines by the way make a hash like the lines that separate the the stickers on a on one side of a standard rubik's cube yeah that's kind of true they sort of blend out into weird long lines but they do you're right it does do that i i think that's the effect they're going for is my point yes uh there's forty-seven thousand cubers cubing on the board shit 47,000 people subscribe <laughs> to this board? And Holy I like shit. this. This might be one of the most popular boards we've ever done. Probably. Uh, I like this one. Uh, the term for there, people are using it now. It's 235 cubers not cubing, which is great because they're not cubing. They're on this board. <laughs> <laughs> they have three. They have 313 uh, times the number of subscribers that we do to this podcast, approximately. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so to all the people who are members of Cubers that have obviously started listening to our podcast since we did this episode about it. Welcome. Welcome yeah, we to like the it. thousands of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh, it's got a very short intro. For people who love any sort of geometric puzzles, including but not limited to Rubik's Cubes and any size or design variants, the square one, the Pyraminx et al. I don't know what the Pyraminx is, not sure about square one either. Uh, I'm looking at a square one right now, and uh, I guess I could give you a link to it, and that would make it easier than just like me describing it. But oh, here we go! If I our click listener on the comments, can't click on a link though, yeah, yeah. But uh, I will try to describe what it is, and you can tell me if I'm doing a good job by looking at the photo. So it looks like a Rubik's cube, except the side facing us seems to have a starburst pattern instead of a grid. Um, 
it looks to have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight sections on this side uh, instead of nine. So it lacks a centerpiece. Um, wait, wait, wait. I just want to point out that this picture is also from the guy who had the top three yeah, posts. Branded something. Uh, and the other sides, it looks like in this picture, have different designs on them. So I think square one, each side, in addition to being a color, also has its own design. Okay, interesting. I am, I'm baffled as to how this would work, because when you rotate it, it wouldn't things not fit together? Anymore? Yeah, see, it seems like it would be difficult to turn this one. But I, I have been reading the subreddit rules, and there's a long list, and they're not important because they're all the standard don't be an asshole and stay on topic. But then I also like number six is private cube sales and trades <laughs> aren't allowed. Go to r slash cube trades for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 490 subscribers! That's still way more than in this podcast. Just the people who like to trade Rubik's Cubes online. What? What? Is- oh, so There's great. six people here now! Many of them are, like, they're, the thing that they're doing is trading classic Rubik's Cubes. Is there a way to tell how old a Rubik's Cube is? Like, Yeah, you cut it in half and count the squares. <laughs> yes. It's yeah, nine, either. Jeff. It's always nine. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, how do they stay together? There's like a, a tension thing inside, elastic or something, right? Like if you cut yeah. that, it would all fall apart? I don't know, because surely that would mean that once you twisted it enough, it would like get too tight and then snap? I don't um, know. So I'm looking at, uh, I looked up square one to see what it would look like unsolved, and man, here's the thing, it's not a cube when it's unsolved. Oh, it, what? It only fits together as a cube when you solve it. Hmm. Well, that's why the shapes is all weird. That's how that goes. That's very cool, actually. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm watching a video now called What's Inside a Rubik's Cube. Hold on. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, don't actually hold on. (laughs) No, we're stopping. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, this square one is really cool. It looks like, uh, like if, um... Who's the guy? M.C. Escher designed a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Guys, it's springs. The answer is it's springs. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Yeah, Fun. sometimes I remember we had several as a kid. I feel like every kid, they just show up in your house. Yes. But uh, if you turn it real hard, it would make like a weird twanging noise. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, do you? Do either of you know how to solve a Rubik's Cube? Not yet. I, I, there's, there's I do if it's... If it's small enough, and it. yeah, if it's small enough, and I have enough time, yeah, I can, I can do that. Uh, wait, if it's small enough, oh, you mean like the number of squares? Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, I don't understand how the physical size. Of it's it so is. small that I say, yeah, it's solved. <laughs> it's like, so well, small, I can't see it. You're like, well, that's fine. I solved it. You can trust me. As you're solving it, you start oh. screaming and accidentally inhale the tiny Rubik's cube. <laughs> <laughs> the the Pyraminx is the one that was at in the waiting room at the escape room that we went to for Matt's birthday. I almost solved it uh, because it has two less sides than a cube, so it's much easier. Hmm. I don't remember this. Uh, I wasn't well, I, there you, for that. Yeah, you two got there last, yes. actually, so yeah. you wouldn't know. Yeah, uh, it's just a pyramid-shaped uh, Rubik's Cube with triangles instead of squares. Um, huh. Yeah, it's... it's Because, I mean, the trick is that you have to line up the corner pieces, because those are the... Like, the corners and the edges can't... 
be changed. Like if it's, yeah, I'm not finishing this thought. You get it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Have you seen those videos of those kids who can solve a Rubik's cube blindfolded? Yeah. How? That's I've fake, seen someone right? do Is it. Is that fake? No, you I don't have to always... look at it. There's a pattern to it. There's yeah, a pattern they, to the movements you make. If they always get it uh, set up the same way, you can just memorize what turns you have to make. I don't think they do, though. Hmm. No, they don't have to. Um, there's just a, like, from any configuration, there is a series of turns you can make to solve it. Hmm. That um, seems like it would be insanely complicated. And also, how do you know when to stop? Yeah, I guess knowing when to stop it. I mean, when everybody starts cheering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start to do it real slow and you think you've yeah. got it. <laughs> no, I think... I. I'm pretty sure that there is, like, an end point to the series of movements where no matter where you start, if you make this series of movements, it will be solved. But that, it doesn't seem true, right? Yeah, yeah I, I feel like you'd solve it eventually, like there's some pattern to this will eventually solve it for sure, but it wouldn't be very efficient, I feel like. I also, I don't think that that works mathematically. Like... There would be a set amount of moves, like, you would need to move a certain square and differently depending on where it started to get it to where it needs to end, wouldn't you? I don't know, there's some kind of math thing with it. I'm watching a, a, a fast motion gif right now, it said, made a 1000 plus Rubik's Cube mosaic. Boy, this is fun. I really like the idea of using these things to make uh, pixel art. The guy is making the. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you if you're if you're also going to watch it. <laughs> what is it uh, called? What is it on? Uh, it is on the top of all time, and it is made a one thousand plus Rubik's cube mosaic. Mm. It, it's on the first the first page uh, towards ah, the bottom. Got it. Yep. Um, and it's just a, a maybe like minute or two minute long gif uh, that I really like to view. Um, mm, it's like an OK Go video. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rubik's Goldberg machine? Oh, no. No, not that. that. No. Nope. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Pretty fun for me to say. <laughs> I like uh, there's a video right up near the top where someone said there's a secret message in this commemorative cube. And the cube says, it's got pictures of buildings, but it says around it, World Championship Rubik's Cube. And if you switch it the right way, you can make it say, Worship Ham. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> Uh, anyway, the image that was being built is the dick butt from the one mm -hmm. Casey Green comic. Yeah, I see that. Uh, for, that's for the audience, since they're not looking at this gif. <laughs> Do you uh, think that our podcast is unable to be listened to by anyone, period? Yes. But also, yes. Uh, yes. But also, like, I listen to podcasts while I'm driving a lot, but... Would <laughs> I, I think that you wouldn't be able to listen to our podcast because you'd be like, fuck, I need to be at a computer to look at this thing. <laughs> yeah. I I um I listened to the commentaries for the My Brother, My Brother and Me TV show without also watching the TV show at the same what? time. That's crazy. Yeah, it was it was it was fine. I just had to be like, oh yeah, I guess that happened in the show while they're talking about it. Did they ever release more than just the first two? I think just the first two. Yeah. Damn. I like those. I want them to do more. Also, did you see, just a DVD set Did you see the thing that where VRV tweeted that they might be making more? Yes, yeah, I did see nice. that. Yeah, they uh, strongly that... implied it. Yes. 
That company seems like the kind that's going to go out of business because yeah, they're does. funding too much. Like Netflix, except like nobody subscribes to Verve, like nobody pays the well, money. Like the fucking channel that bought my brother, my brother and me, and then went out of business like six months later. You mean CISO? Yeah. Well, no, CISO, CISO f- like created the show. They yeah. funded it. And, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. They paid for it. Like yeah, they, yeah. they, oh, I see. they right. commissioned the show, and then we're like, "Oops, we're out of business now." Bye. Yep, I do <laughs> feel like VRV has a better grasp on like how internet is different than television. Because Are you sure, maybe. though. Well, I mean, they're owned by Crunchyroll, which is a very successful streaming channel. Yeah, they picked up. Um, mm-hmm. They well, what's interesting about Crunchyroll is I'm pretty sure that started out as a an anime piracy site and then went <laughs> legit at some point in the mid 2000s. But anyway, what they did was they picked up all of the people who, when you were my age or even Matt's age, Louise's age, probably you had to like burn your fan subs on VHS. Yeah, that's uh, right. Burn them onto your VHS. (laughs) You need to, to, like, get a paperclip and hold it over a candle for a long time to burn the name of your favorite anime onto a VHS tape. I think you would have to, like, go to a a flea market and buy VHSs of anime back then. Even into my childhood, that was a thing. But anyway, when you would get them on the internet, you would mostly just pirate them. Uh, But now everyone will just watch on Crunchyroll because it's free. Yeah. Yeah. But but they their model of like having stuff be free but extra stuff is some money and like subscriptions yeah. aren't that expensive. I think it works better than CISOs, which was just sort of like hey, it's five dollars and you get all of this original expensive programming. <laughs> yeah, we're NBC and we know how to do regular cable TV, so I guess that but on your computer question mark? One thing that one thing I liked about CISO was they were picking up shows from creators of different backgrounds. Yes. And one thing I didn't like is when they folded, the only two shows uh, that didn't get picked up mm. were created by women. Yeah. Um, and every other show got bought by someone else except uh, billion, bajillion dollar properties and take my wife. Who created and both bajillion? of both. Of Kulab Vilaisak, both of them, both of them were had completed seasons that already finished filming and just needed a place to release. Yeah, that was insane. I remember seeing uh, uh, Rio Butcher and Cameron Esposito being like, "We have the show already. We already have it. Will someone please buy it?" Yeah, they finally put it up on iTunes because uh, yeah. I guess they got the rights to release it, and it became the top selling show on iTunes for like a week. Yep, but the internet hates women. Yes, that's true. Uh, I like this one picture on here in the top post that says, here's my 2x2 to 6x6 collection. And it is a series of solved cubes from 2x2. There's a 3x3, a 4x4, a 5x5, and then a mangled pile of plastic parts. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because the joke being that they got very frustrated and smashed their 6x6 cube. (laughs) Oh, man. Here's the thing. If you learned to be real good at making Rubik's Cubes, like, solved... <laughs> I should have said solving Rubik's Cubes, but I didn't. <laughs> no, I think that solved. <laughs> yep. 
if I you, like to make dinner cooked so I can make myself <laughs> not hungry. Exactly. Also, English is not my first language, apparently. Um, no, if you if you got really good at solving Rubik's Cubes, would it be just like getting really good at juggling where it's not fun anymore and it's only so that you can, like annoy other people like so you can yes. finally feel yeah like like it's like when it's like the guy who only plays the guitar at parties where like he yeah. doesn't do it for fun he just does it because he wants people to think he's cool like that's the yeah that's what it is Pe- with rubik's cubes too right people solve rubik's cubes just to get laid at parties that's true <laughs> i bet you know what jeff yeah you and me have been to parties where that absolutely would have worked. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah, right. but it would have been it would have been one of us trying to do it. Yeah, the, if, the we, if we is, only had bothered yeah, to learn. The difference is that neither of us had ever seen a Rubik's cube before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, hey, that's true. We hey were ladies. in a coma until 2002. <laughs> hey, ladies, do you want to see me solve a Rubik's cube? Uh, ah, f- <laughs> fuck. Oh, oh god, how does it- oh, you turn it. Okay. Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Alright. It's five o'clock in the morning and I'm halfway done. Yeah. I'm halfway done turning this- oh, no, wait, sorry, there's other sides to it. Shit. I've never seen one of these before. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like Man, one of I these, solved uh... this yellow side. <laughs> I like one of these top posts of all time. It's on the second page, but it's uh, the hand slamming towards a button meme. Yes. And it's oh, I love that one. When you're a non-cuber and see someone solving a Rubik's Cube and the button says, I just peel the stickers off. Yep. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yes, you've discovered my favorite category of post on Reddit. <laughs> The ones where you badly describe a meme? Is that what you're talking no, about? No, that's my favorite segment on this show. <laughs> yes. My favorite category of post is memes for a thing I don't know or care about. Yeah, that is very good. Non-humor, yeah. just casually throw it in there. I like it. Mm, it's Yeah, the top, the title of that post is Non-Cubers. Yep. So there is, uh, just above that, a gif that says Awesome Cube Notation Gif. And it is a GIF of all of the turns uh, in a Rubik's Cube, like the notation to describe what turn you are doing. Mm. Oh my um, god. Yeah. Okay, on the second top of all times page, there's one that's, there's a post called, I find this so infuriating. And it's somebody, like one of those cafe whiteboards where they write up like trivia stuff. And the trivia is the fast, the current fastest record for solving a Rubik's Cube is 5.55 seconds. And then there's a picture drawn of a Rubik's Cube. And then under it, this poster has written down why it annoys them so much. And it's because the picture of the Rubik's Cube, the, the color squares are in a pattern that couldn't happen on a real Rubik's Cube. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, That's a crazy I'll- thing to be upset about. <laughs> Okay, but they're also mad, I think, justifiably, that the time that this fun fact has is wrong, and they spell the name Rubik wrong. Okay, yes, those two are definitely valid things to be upset about, but the the idea that you would see a pattern drawn by somebody who clearly doesn't know anything about Rubik's Cube since they can't even fucking spell it, like, 
<laughs> that you would be like, mm, actually, there's no quarters that have yellow, red, and orange on them. Like, fuck no, off. Who cares? I think they were pointing out that in this hand-drawn chalk picture, that is a real fucked up corner. <laughs> that corner is not a square. Oh, maybe. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm looking at it to see if any of the corner matchups disagree. And, I mean, I'm no Rubik's Cube expert, but it doesn't look terrible. Um... Yeah. Although they have a good point. They said two white centers, because on two of the sides you can see the center one is white. And even uh, I know that shouldn't be happening because all nine white to be on the same side. Yeah, you spotted it. You spotted the mistake. (laughs) I like one, uh, a couple below that that says, I can't even unbuckle my belt in five seconds. Uh, And it is uh, another meme from somewhere else, and it's been a, a, a amended and the original image says my belt when i'm drunk and need to pee and it's a belt where the buckle is a rubik's cube and then below that is a picture of i'm assuming a rubik's cube champion based on context and he say and he's saying laughs in sub five which i guess sub five is his record is a category of world record for rubik's cubes now jeff in like, obviously, yes, in context, this guy probably is a Rubik's Cube expert, but he might just be the world's most stoned man. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, he's, evidence he's either there. laughing or he's, like, he <laughs> ate every weed. Yes. Maybe his record is that he is five times as high as everyone else on Earth put together. <laughs> sure. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Uh, do you think... I wonder if... Like, you know how there's an overlap between weed culture and 70s culture for some reason? See lava lamps, also, like, Jimi Hendrix and stuff? The mm, doors. That's more 60s, isn't it? Uh, I, uh, I Black guess. light posters, I'll give you that one. Yeah, there's a lot of 70s weed stuff, I feel like. Yes. Is, do you think that smoking weed would make you better at or worse at solving a Rubik's Cube? Uh, worse, definitely. I Am don't I supposed know. to yes and you? <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, I, the obvious answer is worse, but, like, the what is the thing that prevents me from solving Rubik's Cube 100% of the time is that I get bored and frustrated. And that is, those are feelings that you don't have when you are very high. Oh, boy. I found an even more um, inscrutable post, if it's even possible. <laughs> Rest in peace, old man. It's also on the second page top, and mm-hmm. it's just a picture of a Rubik's Cube that seems almost solved. And I think what this is, is a tribute to the late Kenny Baker, who played R2-D2 in the Star Wars films. What? Uh, played, played seems like a strong word. And I believe this because in the comments it seems that R2 and D2 are turns on a Rubik's Cube, and this one is needs those two turns to be solved. Oh, God. That's awesome. I love that, actually. (laughs) And uh, one of the comments says, since he played the famous robot in six films, I thought I'd do R2-D2 six times, and oh. And a reply, lol, non-cubers must be thinking we're all nuts. (laughs) I don't get that joke, but that's true, I do think you're all nuts. (laughs) Are we the first non-cubers to visit this board, do you think? Because why would anyone come here? Absolutely. 
Louisa, we've been on this board. I'm looking at my time signature now. We've been on this board for 20 minutes. Are you telling me you still identify as a non-cuber? Because uh-huh. I have been converted. I'm starting to get dizzy from trying to look at this board anymore. I, I think it's poisoning my mind with information. <laughs> I've started I've started looking at the, the uh, what do they call it? The tags next to your name. Um, flare. Um, the flare. And... Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. People have their records in the flare. Unverified, I bet, because, like... For different types of cubes. No, no thanks. Hi. Jesus you know, Christ. I looked at this one that says, rest in peace, old man, and then I clicked away from it because I thought it was probably loss, and I <laughs> didn't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, my thing from online was almost that it was the 10th anniversary of loss the other day. <laughs> what? Uh, Wait, has anyone ever done the loss meme with Rubik's Cube? Because I think you could. Oh, God, you, I, could. you probably could. All right, Matt, I, buy hundreds of Rubik's Cubes, do that, and put it on this board and see how many of You're typing in Rubik's Cube loss? Yes, I am. <laughs> um, you would- no, you would only need four, Louisa, that's the whole point. Well, yeah. <clears throat> if you would I, to do it animated. I think that it would need to be a video of you putting it into those configurations in sequence. I don't see it. I think I we just invented a new Uber meme. All right. I typed Rubik's Cube loss.jpg and even that didn't find it. Yeah, uh. I did lost meme Rubik's Cube. Oh, wait. Is this loss from the Cubers subreddit? Okay. Here we go. I'm going to put it in the chat for us all to look at while yes, it's loading. Uh, did I do it? Yeah, I did it. It just doesn't look like it because I put a lot of things in the chat. Yep, someone made loss in a Rubik's Cube. Good job, everyone. Finally. <laughs> go team. <laughs> We can all. Uh, oh great. man, but the first comment on it is someone explain, like, yeah, Cubers, this is how everyone else feels about you. <laughs> we learned from watching you, Cubes. Uh, oh man, cubes, cubes would be a great nickname for your, a college friend. Hey, Cubes, how's it going? Cubes? Yeah, the guy who yeah. solves Ru- Rubik's Cubes. Yes. Jeff, oh, is this a party persona I could convince you you need to have? The guy who uh, solves Rubik's Cubes. My party persona now, as a nearly 30-year-old adult, uh, is person who tries to stay out of everyone's way at a party. <laughs> but could you wear a hat made of Rubik's Cubes while you do that? Yeah, sure, I guess. <laughs> Alright, we're halfway I usually there. Just, I usually just wear one of my various hats Matt has gotten me as gifts. <laughs> How would you make Matt. a hat out of Rubik's Cubes? I will make a Very hat out of Rubik's Cubes I will make a Rubik's Cube hat for Jeff for Christmas this year if someone can explain to me how. <laughs> Get me a solvable hat that I can't wear until I twist the sides Ooh, in the right configuration. That's very fun, but I don't know how you would do it. You'd need to be much better at, like, I don't know, spatial awareness than I am, Oh my I god, guess. I just noticed on the sidebar one of the options is browse without memes. <laughs> it, it redirects you to nm.reddit.com slash r slash cubers. This is already a built-in functionality of Reddit to remove the memes. Okay. Oh, but I love uh, these memes. We all Can make- I have only memes? Yeah, we need to pay- make a pact right now that we will never again talk about or use nm.reddit.com. No, I think yeah. that it should be illegal for yeah, that. Yeah, you we, have uh, to get through this. <laughs> I want only the memes. 
Speaking of uh, memes, here's a great one. It's just a photo of a big Rubik's Cube in front of a very small Rubik's Cube, and it says, don't solve me or my son ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely good. Uh, oh, so man. did you guys did you guys see this thing about uh how Lost was uh replaced for the day of its anniversary with a different comic? Yes, and it's the worst thing in the whole world. No, I didn't. Yep. But- uh, the, f- it, the only thing that's different is in the fourth panel, the previously horrified Ethan, instead of looking down, uh, unsure what to do with his in-pain wife, Uh-oh, is looking at- Uh-oh, Yeah, he it- did. <laughs> uh, whoops, I don't know why. Uh, the, the central figure is looking at the reader instead of looking horrified, making a smirk as if to say, I know I'm a meme, and it's just upsetting. Yeah, because it's the woman is still crying about the miscarriage. So this yes. is just the character being like, eh, get it? Ugh. It's the worst that, like, it could not have been worse. Yeah, what this person has been bad since 2002. <laughs> and, like, in 2008, he reached his peak with loss and just kept being that bad for the whole time. <laughs> Jeff, if you ever write a autobiography, can you call it bad since 2002? <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I'm, I can't even write other people's autobiographies, aka fiction. I'm bothered by the fact that uh, they some people are abbreviating Rubik's Cube to R-O-U-X. Oh, I don't like that. Uh, yeah, that's not okay, right? No, thank you. <clears throat> that's already a thing, I- you guys. That's already a thing. <laughs> 3D printed Compraminx. What does that mean? Oh god, it's hard to look at. It looks like uh, each side is like two trapezoids. Do you think there's anyone who listens to our podcast and then once we get to talking about the meme just turns it off? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it's they people who feel about our podcast how I feel about Spontaneation, where I just can do without the second half. Yeah, I mean, like I know that which is the po- the point of the show. Yes, <laughs> I know that there are podcasts that I skip big chunks of, and I wonder, like, I wonder if the least funny part of this podcast is where we talk about the subreddits because I think it might be. Yeah, <sighs> but uh, on the plus side, we're doing less and less of that per week, so... <laughs> That's true, although the episodes are getting longer and longer. Yeah, also. this episode's a goddamn hour and a half, because yeah. we've... Oh, boy. Alright, well, I'm I looking... hope you guys like this extra-length uh, special edition podcast of Seeing Reddit. If you did, please rate and review us on iTunes. Jeff had one more thing you wanted to say. Uh, no, I was just looking at another type of puzzle, and it doesn't even say what type it is. It says perfect fit, and it seems to be just a bunch of gears on a cylinder. <laughs> uh, okay, well... Oh, I see. It's a perfect fit because it's in the hole of the desk where the wires normally come out. Yeah, I get great. it. Right, this is very worth interrupting me trying to. <laughs> cool. Sorry. Keep going. Uh, so, if you like this episode, please tell your friends. Please rate and review us on iTunes. We very much oh enjoy that when people do. Um, please, it's 10 p.m. Jesus. Yeah, please. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us seeingreddit at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at seeingreddit. I'm on Twitter at kamikaze pilot. I'm on Twitter, J3FK, Instagram, and Snapchat, JeffJK. Uh, I've been posting a lot more to Snapchat. I posted some video of my cat today playing outside, meowing a lot. Uh, whenever he's outside, all just constantly yelling. Just if, uh, if I leave him be, he won't make any noise. But as soon as I stand up, he runs over to me going, wah, 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 wah. 
uh, and it's very cute. So if you want to see that on Snapchat, well, it's already gone by the time you're hearing this, but more content <laughs> like that will surely be up there soon. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash JeffJK. It's a mere dollar per month gets you so much content. So please donate to it. Jeff, I've actually just gotten an email from, uh, I don't know, God, I guess, saying that you're too old to be on Snapchat, though. Mm, not true. Snapchat's fun and good. <laughs> For children. I am on Twitter at Heronbird. I am on Snapchat at Louisa Heron, and I'm on Instagram at Louisa Heron. But I really feel like Snapchat's dying, because I follow a decent amount of people, I think like 20, but only two or three post every day, and no one ever posts literally ever. Yeah, the um the I think the big UI change that they did where they shunted uh all of your yeah. people that you follow that don't follow you back like they're all now under a bunch of ads. I think that killed the platform. Yeah, yeah it really did because every time I open it it's like I would have to click a bunch of places to see if anyone's put anything new up. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, wow. All right. Well, thanks everyone who voted in last week's fantasy casting poll for the Philadelphia Fanatics. The winner was no wait, the Philly Fanatic. The Philadelphia Fanatics is not a thing. <laughs> I guess that might be their roller derby team. I don't know. Actually, I think they're the Liberty. Anyway, um, Paul F. Tompkins won. That was Jeff's pick, and that Absolutely. was the right answer. So good job, everyone. Uh, second yep. place was Seth Rogen, which I think was our wild card. No, that was mine. Oh, that was Louisa's. Okay. Uh, third place was Brian Posehn, my pick, and last place was Tina Fey. Fair enough, you guys. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I tweeted it at Paul F. Tompkins, and he did not re react or respond. <laughs> Nor should he have. Like, I yeah. definitely pressured Jeff into doing it, and I knew that Paul F. Tompkins wouldn't respond, and he lived up to my expectations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes he does respond to people on Twitter. He likes to tweet. Yeah, that's true. He um, responded to me once, like, literally ten years ago, when no one was on Twitter, and he was trying to get verified. You remember that? When celebrities had to, like, beg to be verified, because nobody was. Yeah. It was a crazy time. I, Louisa still gets free drinks at bars on that story of the <laughs> I time. Well, if Tompkins tweeted at her. Um, <laughs> it was a, around the time when I accidentally followed you, because I thought you were someone I knew, but you weren't. <laughs> I didn't know how Twitter worked at first. People would just show up or disappear, and I'm like, I don't know if I know these people or not. But now uh, I get it, and I'm on there all the time, so follow me on Twitter, you assholes. I, the, the F at the beginning of follow really easily could have been leading somewhere else. But now I get it, and I tweet all the time, so fuck everyone on Earth to Yeah, death. also that. This is a choose-your-own-adventure for things that I might say. Yeah, it's an erotic yeah. choose-your-own-adventure, but only if you turn to the right page. <laughs> I'm saying fuck you exclamation point or I'm saying fuck you question mark <laughs> or I fuck would you absolutely <laughs> I would love a choose your own adventure where one path that you can only get to like halfway through the book turns oh. out to be extremely explicit Jeff Jeff Jeff, <laughs> Jeff this solves your problem so yes, perfectly oh it does write a choose your own adventure where it's it's a bad horror story on one path and then a bad erotic story on another. It's perfect. Matt, my problem was not choosing between the two genres. Oh, well, no, I'm pretty was. sure it was. That's it what was. I remember. My problem is that they would be indistinguishable <laughs> if I wrote one or the other. Oh. Okay. Wait, that's not true. If I wrote a horror story, it probably would not have any sexual <laughs> elements at all. Uh, depends on how horrible you want to get. Okay. 
thanks to the people who've been tweeting about us. Uh, Regina. Thank you, Regina. Joe Motion. Thank you, Joe. Is that his name? I don't know. I usually read the at tags because people's display yeah, names uh, change never, all the time. I never know whether to read the at tag, at tag or the, the yeah. display name. Now that display names can be a full paragraph long, I yeah. think the at tag is the preferable one because people rarely change But those. do people want to get followed by the weirdos who listen to our podcast because they tweeted it at us? I mean, maybe. All, all I know is uh, Lael's online handle has been Skirkly since high school, so I think that is, that's basically another name for him at this point. Fair enough. Okay, well then, instead of saying thank you to Regina, I'm going to say thank you to Tesseract. Thank you. Thanks to Skirkly. Uh, then I sound weird when I'm like, thanks, Skirk. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Tessa. I know your, na- I know your name's not Tessa. <laughs> Uh, thanks to... See, the problem is, though, that sometimes their their at tag is hidden because their name is so long. Uh, thanks to Queso El Diablo. Mm, thank you, Tanner. Ah, I tricked you. <laughs> I tricked uh, you, Matt. I've solved your Rubik's puzzle. Yeah, nope, that's not it. Rubik's tweet. Uh, thanks to <laughs> GR Think. Thank you. Gareth. It's yeah, Gareth. I know. Yep, I remember. Okay. The okay. trouble is... I'm rolling the dice on this, because you're going to read one, and I'm not going to remember their real name. <laughs> uh, thanks to H underscore G. Mm, thank you. Secret person. Wait, are they secret? Uh, she's had a locked account all this time, oh. feel, and like her name isn't visible anywhere. I feel like maybe it's secret. I don't know. I yeah. mean, her display yeah. name is, is her real name. Anyway, uh, thanks to <laughs> Sugar High Senpai. Mm, thank you. Uh, and thanks to J3FK. I wonder who that no. could be. <laughs> Some jag. Uh, okay, well, that's the end of the episode, so <laughs> thank you all for tweeting about us. Uh, please come back next week. In the meantime, it's time to get the party started. Keep on Cuban. Mm, hang in there, baby. But I don't do too well with apologies I hope I don't run out of time Cause someone call a referee Cause I just need one more shot Have forgiveness I know you know that I made those mistakes Maybe once or twice And by once or twice I mean maybe a couple of hundred times So let me, oh let me Redeem or redeem on myself tonight Cause I just need one more shot Oh, we did it! Do you like the, it's time to get the party started? Like, now that the episode is yes. over, you can start having fun? Yes. It sounded like you were saying it ironically. <laughs> yeah. I think everything Matt says is dripping with sarcasm. Yes, that is true. <laughs> and uh, I wait, also like that on. it ties back into the idea of things that are uh, generically appropriate to play at weddings. Yes, that's true. I'm changing my my Twitter display name to dripping with sarcasm. And, <laughs> and venom. Mm-hmm, that's good.
Wait, well, oh yeah, that's that's kind of like how they said it in the trailer when the guy said it really weird for some reason. <laughs> we are Venom. Yeah. What? That's not. It's Venom. Wasn't it like Venom or something? It was like it was the wrong vowel. It, he put too many ends in the middle. I think we are Venom. <laughs> like what? You said it weird, Tom Hardy or whoever is doing the voice of the symbiote that probably isn't Tom Hardy. 